You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. In this world of turmoil, you're struggling to find energetic balance, and you panic because your spirituality is not where you desire it to be. Yet creating a powerful foundation of empowerment is what you know you can achieve. Hi, I am Martin Neal Campbell, author of the book Receiving the Gift We Give, which is available on Amazon eBooks and my website, receivingthegiftwegive.com. I invite you to uncover your power and greatly expand your energies by embracing your divine self. Sovereign Self is about individual empowerment and freedom. In exploring this sovereign self, our discussions will encompass self-love, oneness, and diverse spiritual understandings as life is a journey of expansion which never ends. Join author Martin Neil Campbell, trainer and business facilitator Karen Murphy, and spiritual archaeologist Ron Mayer as their discussions help lead their listeners into an ever-expanding journey of peace, love, joy, and freedom to become who you desire and be your sovereign self. Welcome to Sovereign Self. I am your host, Martin Neil Campbell, and your two fabulously divine and absolutely miraculous co-hosts are Karen Murphy and Ron Mayer. Say hello, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome, folks. Yes, welcome indeed. Everyone is excited about the waves of energy humanity is experiencing, the eclipses, galactic core energy, and the Lion's Gate, to name a few. For almost 31 programs in a row, leading up to our current set of programs on the intense energy changes we are now experiencing, we brought to you our thoughts on what we called the expressions of love. If you listen to those programs, you could say, what have they got to do with ascension and the energy changes humanity is experiencing? What do these expressions of love have to do with ascension? Simple answer is that they are humanity's foundation for ascension and for expanding into the fifth dimension and beyond. If you have been reading some of the articles about expanding into the fifth dimension, you will notice they discuss the aspects of change humanity will experience. Here is a short list of some of the emerging changes we will experience when moving into the fifth dimension. Being more aware, our illusions will be lifted. We'll have a stronger unity consciousness. We'll have access to higher guidance. We will have an outpouring of love and graciousness. We will live more in harmony. We will come more from our heart. We will have clear intentions and respect for all people will grow. And last but not least, we will be more in the present. As we went through the expressions of love, we stated they were all connected. They are empowered from your heart, your center of love, and when followed reflect the higher energy actions and behaviors of who we can be. They are the action blueprint for people to move effectively and quickly into the expanded energies of the fifth dimension. The expressions of love are actions of love, not just wishes, dreams, or desires. This is important because love brought into action is the creative force behind the universe, and we can make it our own. Through the expressions of love, we can consciously create our own desired reality which includes easily moving into the fifth dimension and beyond. We do not have to be a bystander 
hoping that something will happen, we can add our own conscious intent and actions that will move us forward. We often ask why people lie, but we know the answer. People lie to hide something or to make themselves appear better, often because they don't believe they are good enough. People want to appear better than they believe they are. The reasons are many, but some do this to make a better impression on someone, whether that person be someone they just met, a group of friends or acquaintances, a boss or a potential partner. People do this all the time because they believe they are unworthy. Yet unworthiness is a major block that holds us back from fully moving into our fifth dimensional expanded self. This is why it is important to know that you are connected to and part of the divine. You are part of God, and it does not matter what you have done in the past or what you are doing right now. None of it changes the fact that you are part of divinity itself. How can divinity be unworthy? It can't. Your thoughts of unworthiness are an illusion. Your divinity is no less true because other people look down upon you, or if life has been a struggle and full of suffering. You are still a part of God. This is where our emotions come into play as well. Most often, our strong emotions are driven by our past events, traumas, and cruelties. People treat others in multiple unloving ways, and we know this. But sometimes when we are treated this way, we come to believe what they say about us as well. We have also been taught to bury our emotions, so we do. This causes multiple problems, as we have not opened our hearts to being the expressions of love to ourselves or others. We have not allowed ourselves to be free or authentic, and our emotional energy scream for acceptance and release, often demonstrated through anger and cruelty. It is time for self-courage, understanding, and honesty. This is the foundation of our expansion, as it too creates grace, gratitude, joy, and freedom. Look upon yourself as nothing but divine. Become balanced in your heart in all that you are, and creating reality will be yours. The expressions of love lead you to being balanced in the heart, making you powerful and consciously divine. Your expansion into the fifth dimension will only be the beginning of who you will become. And all of this is our desire for you, and for ourselves, of course, as well. But together, we are indeed achieving miracles. Thank you. That's my introduction. Any comments, anyone? Okay, Ron, you're going to make this hard for me. <laughs> you know what, folks? They, they had a, I got to tell you, just we have there. this little, we have this go. little yeah, combat go going on. Yeah. Yeah. It says, Who's going first? Who's you going go second? first after Martin's introduction? <laughs> I know. And yeah, you know, so you know what, folks? Here's a live, and this is who we are. <laughs> and you know what? It is so authentic, which is really <laughs> oh, cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we usually bleep this out. We usually debate this beforehand. Now you get it live and in color. <laughs> and Who's so, on first? Uh, apparently, apparently I, 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 I do the short string. Mm. <laughs> yes. So it's Karen here, folks. And I want to thank you all so much for joining in 
mm-hmm. and going through our expressions of love. And what I want to say is that as we're doing a recap, for me, it was a journey, a miraculous journey of which I learned so much. I think I shared a lot, mm-hmm. but I learned a lot. That to me is part of the journey. I'm so thrilled to have all of you with us here on this program and sharing in this and being a part of, oh, what's coming next? What does this look like? Well, as Martin said in his introduction, it's all intertwined. And as we've talked about all of the expressions of love, I think many of us, and we've all commented on this, this is the most significant one, or this is the most complex one. And the following week, we'd say, oh, I thought this was the most complex, but (laughs) now I want to rethink this. Mm -hmm. So I, I think my thought process is we don't really have to put them in any hierarchy because they are all intertwined. They are all together. And what I've often said throughout many of our programs is, and I'm with the guys on this, it's like there's some that I'm really passionate about. You know I love gratitude, but without gratitude, there is no respect. Without respect, there is no wisdom. So they're all very, very intertwined. So I encourage each and every one of our listeners to listen to this program because I think we're going to bring it all together. I'm not exactly sure how yet, but we always figure it out. And that is about the conversation of where we go with each and every one of these. And what I want to say, and I have to say this, I feel very overwhelmed in a very magnificent way to have this opportunity for Ron and Martin and I to come into your households and share what we so honestly and so authentically believe in. And yet we're learning in each and every moment. And make no mistake, you as our listeners give us energy. And I often talk about the ripple effect. And I want to talk about that for just a second. And that is that whilst all of our shows or most of our shows are, are pre-recorded. We feel your energy. We feel it to the nth degree. And without all of you, we don't get to be who we are. We don't get to feel. We don't have that wherewithal to say something next. It's your energy that we feel each and every week and each and every day, day after day, that keeps encouraging us to move forward. And so for that, I'm very grateful. <laughs> that helped anybody. <laughs> <laughs> now for me, Except that I had to go first, Ron. <laughs> I know, I know. I've been silent. I'll let you, uh, like to let you take the plunge. Well, for me, I found the past six months or so, or the 31 weeks that we've done this, particularly important in light of the fact that we are, yes, currently in an ascension mode here on the planet, and everybody definitely is feeling the shrinking of time and the necessity to try to get every part of us in balance before that quantum moment 
when the zero point actually happens and, and the ascension process begins. And completely it's, engaged, right? Yeah. Ron? So for, engaged. Yeah. And for me, it was almost like taking stock of everything that I have envisioned myself to embody, which were all of these. And there are others, not just the 31 here, but there are other aspects of love that we didn't touch. But these were a very good selection, Martin. I really like these, the selection that you brought here. But I found that it was very important to revisit and reawaken all of these aspects in me so that I would be as whole and as fully present as possible when the moment of quantum awakening actually happens. And there were days, folks, where I would come and I would, oh, we have to do the show, and I don't really feel like it. There were times when I struggled with it, and yet I did the show, and then by the end of the show, I would literally be flying higher than a kite. Mm -hmm. So the dedication, which is something that is not listed here, <laughs> dedication, but the dedication as opposed to the discipline, I prefer the dedication, doing the show and keeping on keeping on assisted me in other aspects of our show, which was like consistency, for instance, which was what some of the, as what Karen says, some of these I'm pretty good at and get others. I recognized, oh, I could use a little more work behind this one. I could, could be a little more authentic and honest with some of these other ones where when it's easy to follow some of these, and then when I'm challenged, that's when the true test comes. And sometimes, I must admit, we're all human for one thing, and that sometimes these challenges would have me. I would tend to show my human side a little, you know, a little more than I usually would like to. I love so, it at so every moment. What these 31 programs basically did was it brings me and continues to do so into the moment so that I am present as much as possible, that as much of, of me is there present in order to love everything that is in my reality. And I'm finding that that on a day-to-day -day basis is something that is, especially these days when every one of us is feeling the compression, it challenges me. And it's just the small victories when I finally recognize, oh, I've broken through on something that be because I was consistently trying to develop a certain aspect and finally I'm seeing the result. That I have not experienced that degree of testing ever, ever, ever in the 40 years that I've been involved in, spir in my spirituality. These 31 programs, they're, they were invaluable, Martin. Just mm -hmm. to you, Ron, for engaging. And much thanks, Martin, our host, our man of the hour, hmm. who actually brings this all together. He keeps us all in check. <laughs> he keeps us on track. And folks, you know, week after week, Martin shows up with his definitions and his perspectives. And that is what engages, I believe, myself. And I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, Ron, but I think for you as well, that gets us motivated to keep moving on and moving through and exploring. And I think there was several programs ago, Martin, you talked about the concept of wonder. And it's not one of the expressions of love, mm -hmm. but it is about wonder. 
that takes you to all of the expressions of love. I wonder what today will bring. And I will embrace today with a new wonderance of it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be miraculous or maybe not, but I'm ready for it Mm -hmm. and I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to give gratitude for it and I'm going to move through it and with it. We know life does not come without hardship, joy, grace, wonder. All of those emotions all get mixed in together. So how does one sort those all out? I hope that through the several shows of these expressions of love, we've helped each and every one of you. And I can say it's helped myself. So it's going to be a little self-serving here. I hope it's helped each and every one of us to explore what that feels like and what that moves you to and what you want to think of next and how you want to embrace it and how you want to engage in it. I agree with both of you. I feel the same way. It's sort of a mix of what you both said right through. When I first brought up the expressions of love, you both jumped on it as so perfect. (laughs) And I was just wondering, your confirmations made it so. Thank you. The other thing, though, is every time we go into a program, yeah, I do an introduction and I give my thoughts, but it is the conversation and discussions we have that drive it down to reality. Mm -hmm. A lot of my introductions are more thought-based, theoretical-based, concept-based, and then we drive it down when we begin talking into reality and how it affects each of us. In heart. Yeah, and that's where the rubber hits the road. Mm-hmm. That is a great thing. The three of us together, I think, do a wonderful job of moving it there. I must admit, I've learned a lot through doing the 31 Expressions of Love. Obviously, most of that came from YouTube, and I thank you for that. It has been and is an ongoing thought and process of moving into, like you said, Ron, Oh, yeah, I'm not so great on that one. Let's think about that for a while and what am I doing? And this one, no, I'm good on that one. But even there, I could say I could still up the notch. It's interesting the way they did, as you said, Karen, they all come together. They all intertwine and flow. It's interesting. I'll give a little story about these 31 expressions of love. When we first started these and we looked at them, we thought they were good. But then when we began exploring them more in depth and They really hit home and how they tied together. But it's interesting. Someone said the other day on one of those posts about the movement of to ascension and spirituality and where we're all going. They said May and June and coming into July before the full moon and before the eclipse have been months of sorting, deciding where you want to go, who you want to be and bringing yourself into order. It's been a very heavy and pushy energy to push you in that direction to make you try and do that and set who you are in order for going forward. So you have to decide who you are, bring yourself into a decision on that, make sure it feels right and you get joy out of it and from the heart. And it's interesting that I had none of that in mind, and I don't think any of us had that in mind. I Correct me if I'm wrong. When we started doing all this, I never thought of it from the energies over the next two months and how they were so perfectly tied to this. I knew this had application at the time, and I know it's important for people to move forward to become these, but I never quite tied it in. 
with how the energies were for the last two months. So it's interesting that it was perfect timing, and it all just it came about just by our intuition and going, yeah, it feels right. <laughs> I support you completely because when we first started it, I knew that they were important as well. But because we are in the throes of experiencing day by day by day, and it's experience that adds a deep cognition to the emotional understanding that we acquire. So it's it's experience that brings us that depth of e- emotional understanding. And it, it's interesting when I go back now over how much I've actually learned and just how much divine synchronicity is at work uh-huh. here. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, because as I said, in order for you to project into the future, you have to know who you are in the moment. Going through all of these each one of us had an opportunity to delve more deeply into ourselves than we normally would with regards to all of these aspects, these 31 um, expressions of love. And so for me, as I said, it's setting the stage for the next jump. We are so close, as I said, to the compression point and breakthrough into quantum awakening for the entire planet that once it happens, what we have done here over the 31 weeks, we will look back and say, my God, you were right on time. Mm-hmm. Going through that, and if indeed the ascension actually occurs between now and February of 2018, which some are, many people are sort of predicting, what we have done here has just simply awakened as much of the love we are capable of embodying at this moment in preparation for the ascension. Mm-hmm. Well, I think from my perspective, and I, I totally agree with you guys, you know, from my perspective, the alignment was awe-breaking. That's all I can say. It was awe-breaking. And that's not really a good term, <laughs> but it was synchronicity at its best. And I think part of it is about spirit and intuition moving mm-hmm. in its forces and so many times that we are the 31 days that we've done the expressions of love, I was mesmerized by how many times something was going on in my life or in someone else's life that I was aware of that I was like, man, this is so in synchronicity. I firmly believe that is by design. Oh, that's, yes. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal belief, and not everyone has to subscribe to that, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But I'm very clear on there were things that were going on at work in my world and things that we would actually get on the show, and all of a sudden it'd be like, bada-boom, bada-boom, bada-boom. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. This is so in sync mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. what we're talking about. And... That just gave me encouragement, lots of encouragement that said, we are all moving in the right direction. So keep mm-hmm. on moving. Don't get stalled. Don't let media, politics, all that noise out there, don't let it stop you from moving forward because mm-hmm. you're on the right track. And it all comes, as you always say, Martin, from your heart center. Mm -hmm. I have lived by that for the last several years. And we've known each other for a lot of years. And I'm very clear on that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. 
everything else becomes somewhat of noise. Now, I would say to our listeners, do we listen to world politics? Do we listen to media? Yeah, we all read it. I do. How do we discern it? And we've talked about this on many programs. It's our obligation and it's actually our birthright to look into it and make sure that it is actually truth and not fiction. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, we're talking here about the synchronicity and we're labeling it divine synchronicity. And I do want to stress, we've also labeled ourselves as divine. Mm-hmm. So when this divine synchronicity happens and you see something manifest in your life, that I was just talking about that, the divine synchronicity and the fact that it's manifested in your life isn't essentially from a God source that's outside you. Right. What is actually happening is, is that we are all in each of us honing our abilities for manifestation. Mm-hmm. And when that divine synchronicity happens, these are the moments when we are so in tune with ourselves that we become aware that we are actually creating this reality as we go day by day, moment by moment. And the thing of it is, is you recognize it that, oh, you, this is divine synchronicity. No, you created this divine synchronicity yes. in the first place. It was well, you co- that did that. I would say we co-created it, right? Yes. But my point being is that 30, 40 years ago, time was moving at such a slow pace that it was almost next to impossible to recognize that when you had a thought and you had the emotion that supported it, that it would somehow manifest itself. The time lag would be so long that you would never recognize when it was manifesting that it was you that had done so. Today, with time shortening to the point where it's almost at the zero point. Almost immediate. Almost immediate, Ron. Exactly. These things are now happening at such a quick pace that we are recognizing it, and yet we're calling it divine synchronicity. But yet, it is our divine selves that is actually creating this, and we are actually creating it quick enough that we recognize it and call it divine synchronicity. Yes. And that's so true. I don't know how many times I said in the introduction that you're divine to our listeners and ourselves. You're right in that nuance there is that we are divinity. We are one with all. And it is not anything separate from us that does these things. It is us that brings them into reality and creates our reality. And it's our expansion that's getting us there to be aware of it more and be able to manifest better. As you said, it is the time compressing that is making Mm -hmm. us more aware of it because it's not just one event a year. It's now all of a sudden three events a day or a week or what have you. Mm -hmm. And it all becomes more obvious, which, too, is meant to be. It's kind of scary. I mean, to be told, (laughs) I don't know about everybody else, but let me be honest. It's pretty scary. I think the scary part of it is, again, the unknown. We've been so conditioned to fear the unknown that we don't think that the surprises from the unknown are going to be pleasant. And in fact, they are going to be so pleasant that we are going to be completely surprised when the ascension happens Uh uh, and the quickening actually does kick in. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, a vision, of course, because I'm still we're still operating in time here. But once we have gone through that compression point and we are operating on a fifth dimensional level with a six dimensional consciousness, the whole concept of time virtually disappears 
where the now moment is everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and, and all up and down the timeline is the now moment. Yeah. But, Ron, nope. I, I completely agree with you. But as we transition, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, scary. I don't. It's I almost, don't. And, the, and the scary feeling could also be termed nervous excitement. Yeah. Yes. I do not have any scare trepidation about any of this. Not a, neither do I anymore. Well, see, when I, when I say scary, I, I should qualify that. Yeah. Scary please. is kind of is Karenism. It's like, wow, I've never experienced this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me, anything new is, and maybe scary was a bad word. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Thank you. No, but I think you're right, though. I think scary is because a lot of people are thinking very terrified mm-hmm. of. So scary for a lot of people out there. It is scary for a lot of people out there, especially those who have perhaps feel that they might have lagged in their spiritual development over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Because now it's becoming evident that, yes, something is definitely afoot and is about to change drastically. I think what kind of freaks me out is that I, this will sound kind of weird, but from my perspective, there's a lot of things that go on in my life, whether they work or personal or whatever, mm-hmm. that I kind of have a sense of where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And it's not through business planning. It's not through case studies. <laughs> no. It's not through any of that. It's all through this like gut feeling. Yeah. Intuition. My spirit takes over and mm-hmm. I know exactly what is going to transpire and when it's going to transpire and how it's going to transpire. And when it turns out exactly the way I envisioned it, that is the part that scares me. Mm. But it scares you in a nice way. Well, it scares me in a whole. Mm. Please be told, Martin, it scares me in a whole. Oh, okay. And when that happens to me, I get nothing but joy. Yeah, for me, it's like, uh, so it's good. So it's not so good. But having said that, I'm glad I have that awareness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what that's all about yet. I'm still trying to work through that. But I will share that there are times when I think, oh, I know something's going to happen. And it's like, no, it's not. You're just, no, no, let it go. Bada bing, bada bang. And it comes out. And I think, huh. Interesting. I just look at it. And one of the things I would encourage our listeners to do is just look at it. Don't judge it. Don't spend a whole lot of time fixating on that. Just understand that you saw something and go with that. Don't worry about what the outcome was. Just you're tuning into certain things. Mm -hmm. But you can use that intuition. So if you have an intuition that something is not going to go right, that's the universe telling you that you can focus on it, not in a worrisome or judgmental way, but you can focus on it and ask and change the course of the way things are going to go. Absolutely, Martin. That's a great point. And one of the things, too, ever since I started this journey of mine into the emotional side of my nature, I'm finding now that when I do have these fears that come up, For me, the best way for me to handle them is to express the fear outwardly, express the emotional charge that is coming from the judgment and the fear. And I'm finding that when I do that, 
the release of the tension and the stress behind the fear seems to dissipate much, much faster. It's not always accurate. And it's only because our emotional bodies, there are so many different complicating undercurrents with regards to the emotional body and what we have so often said, oh, that's not spiritual. And so we shove it aside and don't want to look at it. So there's a, for me, there was a huge, huge charge of denied rage that I was holding in the, in my unconscious mind. And a lot of times I wouldn't do anything until something would trigger it. And it was like I was a bursting volcano and there was just no way I could hold back any longer. And unfortunately, that way of learning can, it can work for you, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way when you want to learn. For me, I'm finding that as much as I can, when I do the um, express my emotions, when they come up, I'm finding peace comes much, much faster when I've done that. Exactly. And I think in part, it's about understanding the expressions of love. And when we intertwine all 31 of them, what I found for myself, and I only speak for myself, is that when I feel like I'm lacking in one, mm-hmm. I focus on it, but I don't focus too much. I actually give God grace and say, you know what? I am very thankful for where I am today, mm-hmm. and I move forward. And I don't give it much thought, and I let it go. And it's, it's about, for me, it's about... In some cases, just letting go and saying, hmm. it is, I know that's a weird phrase, but it is what it is, but I always believe that it always comes back threefold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. And it I'm does. very confident in that. And I know what you're talking about. It's interesting. And I think you said something key in a previous program, Ron, in your explanation of dealing with a person at work and that you moved into a space of of love, more or less, but you mm-hmm. acceptance, acceptance, and understanding. Acceptance. Yeah, yeah, acceptance. Yeah, and it's interesting to me. is very important. I have I've used that step, and when I move into a place of acceptance, understanding, love, and then ask for something, and say, "Can this change? What can I change it to? Where's the best route for it to go? Guidance, ask for it. Things do." You move into that heart, you move into balance, you move into that, then you ask where to go mm-hmm. and ask for help in that. And I find that in combination, and just trust your intuition as you move through it all, that is more often than not taking situations that I would normally in the past have panicked over or been fear over or driven mm-hmm. myself somewhere over. I'm with uh, you, Mark. Never gets yeah, there. Thank you. And it solves it. So I don't have to create the traumatic emotion that leads to it two days later when you're still fretting over it. I don't go there anymore. Right. And it's, it solves a lot of the problems. It's interesting the way that flows. One of the things that I've just, I've just recognized that when we were going through each one of these, mm-hmm. these expressions of love, it, it is interesting because I just recognize this thought now. What, I was feeling about each one, to tell you the truth, there was almost like, oh, I've got to work on more on this one, and this one could stand a little bit more work. And the, the, the concept of work kept coming up. Mm. And upon reflection, it was like, well, where was my 
recognition of the heart, yes. my own heart, in each one of these when we were talking about it. Because mm-hmm. it's the heart that produces the feeling of love. Mm-hmm. So that if there is no heart in any one of these expressions of love, know that you've got some judgments that you're still unconscious of and still need to bring into conscious awareness through self-acceptance in order to evolve the emotional aspects so that the love can then come forward and be present in each and every moment of these. Yes, it is exactly that. It's looking at them and saying, where am I being unloving in this? Where's my lack of love? And where's my heart? Yeah, exactly. And how do I move to that? And then let you recognize some of your judgments and where you're doing, and then you go, hmm, that's interesting. Why am I going there? It leads you through. And and like you said, Ron, when you meditate, you ask all the way through until you get to a non-answer or a total answer or no more questions. And just let it sit and let let the answer come back to you. And Mm. I didn't really think of it in that term, but now that you mentioned that and I'm thinking about it, that's exactly how I deal with these. (laughs) And I never really looked at it that way. Even when you said it, I never looked at it that way. But I do look at it that way. (laughs) Martin Ron, it's it's about being authentic. And that's what we live or die by. (laughs) That's who we are. So Mm -hmm. with that comes trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And they're all self-imposed we all know that if we've gone through the 31 weeks we we know it's Mm self-imposed so how does one move out of those well you move out of it because you are yourself everything Mm -hmm. comes from within and that's the one thing that i'm so clear on is that everything comes from within if for listeners after these 31 weeks, if you're looking outside yourself for someone or something <laughs> to make this all perfect, it's not going to happen. Uh-oh. It might happen in a moment. You might win the lottery. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you still have to wake up every morning with yourself so it all comes from within i think that's the hardest part that was the hardest truth be told it was the hardest part for me to discover that everything comes from within Mm -hmm. you don't get it outside you but you can ask friends and other people for him. Oh, of course, yes. In discovering oh, it sure, and doing it. But sure. it's still you making up your mind after yes. listening to them. What triggers in you? What, yes. what is released in you? What is moved in you? It all is within you, even though you're getting help from maybe two, three other people or a course or yes. whatever it is. Yes. But it's still within you. Exactly. Unless, of course, you're asking for help to absolve you from responsibility, and then you'll you'll have to look at that. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I've often talked about surrounding ourselves with like-minded people, Mm -hmm. and I've never said that was yes people. I've always said it was (laughs) like-minded-centered people. Mm -hmm. And And that's not always easy to do, especially with people that you love. Oh, yeah. Be honest with them because you know what it feels like when you've been denied and rejected yourself, that you don't want to see that anybody else. And when you love someone, trying to heal those deep scars and those under, those emotional undercurrents can be daunting. Sure. We talked about that in one of our programs with regards to telling the white lie. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that when we deal with other people, 
And yes, you, you want people that are like-minded to a point. I mean, they're on a, a spiritual path or open to same type yes. of outlook mm-hmm. on life. That's what you're looking for. But I, don't want, I don't want yes people. I no. do not want yes people. It, exactly. But everyone's unique. So don't go into it expecting someone to agree with everything you're doing. Not that it's for them to agree or disagree, but you'll hit that on occasion. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for those moments with people where they can listen to you, and that probably causes you to think more than anything else to them just sitting there and listening. But when they give comments, again, what resonates with you? They may be coming from a different direction that's not right for you. Exactly. But it'll mm-hmm. cause you to think, mm-hmm. and then you go, no, not that direction, but maybe this one. So it's not a matter of total agreement. But it's, looking at your own self, Mark. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm also finding very interesting lately on spirit, on certain spiritual blogs and threads that I've been visiting, I'm finding that people are beginning to recognize that all are these spirit, so-called spiritual people, they are all at odds with one another and they're taking each other to task over it. Yes. Just the other day, somebody was, was saying, why can't we just all get together and behave? Indicating that they too were recognizing there's an uptick lately on individual expression, which is good. But then many people are expecting that this individual, my individual expression should be the same as everybody else's and not allowing that uniqueness, which is what I said was leading to the, to that true road of oneness Mm -hmm. and, and honoring that. It was almost like, I had just recently put on a blog about my concept of what I believed the four parts of God were. And I had a whole diagram and everything. And someone came on quite rudely and said, nah, miss the point. But the point being was that we all will have a difference of opinion here. We need to get rise above the fact that if they're all going to be different, everybody's going to be different. So in what regards I respected what where this guy was coming from, and my response back to him was, I honor what you're doing and where you're going, although yes. I don't understand. I don't understand what it is that you're doing, but I know that our, the world will be better for it if you go in your direction and keep going in that direction. And I'm going to support you and I'm going to continue going in my direction because I know that one plus one equals four <laughs> when it comes to the oneness of what we're trying to do. Rather than tearing each other down and saying, well, I don't agree with you mm-hmm. because you're, you're holding a difference of opinion and my opinion is right and yours is wrong. It's right for them. Day, it is right for them. <laughs> but the, but switching that feeling of like, it was almost like, okay, we need to go into the emotional aspect of that. Find out what truly is causing that thought. And not that, move into judgment. And not yes. move into judgment. And not right? move into judgment, but into support with one another. It's like, oh, I'm ecstatic that this guy was completely scientific in his approach. And it was like, what well, you keep going in your direction because you may very well uncover something that I personally and we don't can't. know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we should be in support of one another's differences mm-hmm. rather well, than continuing to contradict them and, and condemn them. Ron, yeah. how cool is that? Mm-hmm. Opening up our minds to different perspectives, mm-hmm. different thoughts that we never even thought about. Some things that may have never even been on the chart for us. It could be scary, too, because sometimes those thoughts will be, well, he's, his ideas are so different. 
they feel dangerous to me mm. to, to go down that way. Are, and it, are we that freaked? Are we that freaked out? Because I, for one, am not that freaked out. I want to explore them. Mm-hmm. But I've seen that. I've seen that more in you over the last two years, mm. with your willingness to embrace the areas that both Martin and I end up going into. Because well, I evolved. Because <laughs> thanks to you guys, yes. I love my hosts. <laughs> but I can tell you, our ideas are not. Many of our ideas are not mainstream. Even within the New Age community, many of our our ideas might seem a little bit uh, uh, far out there. So there is discernment, and as you said, go with like-minded people, Karen, because I read an article the other day that was talking about the Ascension, and it was so full of unloving statements and hate and fear fear and this, that I just went, yeah, no, I'm not reading any more of it, and put it away. Now, they're they're more than welcome to what they say, because that's where they are, and that's where they're going. But it doesn't mean I necessarily have to absorb it all and take it to heart, in the sense. I just have to understand where they're coming from and go, okay, not me. But that's the other part of this discernment, is make sure it resonates with you. doesn't mean you can't listen to other people's ideas, but if they don't resonate with you, then don't go there. But don't uh-huh. judge them either. Just leave it be. I think also the, the concept of ultimate truth, mm-hmm. which Donald Walsh on numerous occasions used to say, there's no such thing. Mm. Because what is truth to one person, there will be other people that will look at that and say, that that's not my truth at all. Mm-hmm. So you can have, on the same planet, you can have two different truths diametrically opposed, but still existing side by side. So what does that say about ultimate truth? Is that you will always, what I believe to be true today, I can guarantee you that in a week's time, a month's time, that is going to change and I'm going to believe something different. Mm-hmm. If that makes people uncomfortable because they want consistency in their life, right. then uh, their evolution is going to be very drastically reduced. Well, what I, what I want people to know about me, and if this is my legacy, I want people to know that I always come from my heart center. Mm-hmm. And well, and actually, Ron, you make a great point. I may change my opinion. Mm-hmm. Cool. I would like to have the latitude to change my opinion. And in fact, I hope you change your opinion because if you don't, you're not evolving. Exactly. So I want people to evolve with me. I don't need followers. I don't care about that kind of stuff. That's not big for me. What is big for me is that people know my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they know that as my heart evolves, my perspectives change. Right. And I would like to think that as my perspectives change, I would like to think that I'm evolving and being more welcoming, more opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something that I had to shut down two years ago, now I'm way more opening to it because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more moved on. Mm-hmm. So... That's my thought process. I just want to keep evolving. And it's a weird thing to bring in, but there is the concept of our expansion and expanding reality. And Mm -hmm. the more we expand, the more we become aware of, and the more we can discern, see, intuit, whatever you want to say about it, where other people will not if they don't want to go anywhere near anything and just want to be the same. 
Mm-hmm. Now, there, there, I think, there, yeah. what Karen, that's what Karen, I think, was talking about yes. with regards yeah. to like-mindedness. Yeah. But you're looking for people who are on the same path with regards to emotional, spiritual, evolutionary processing. Right. Let's just move forward but, together. But what I'm saying ultimately is that as people expand, they recognize the gifts and wonders that expansion brings. Mm-hmm. You cannot then say that this is a bad thing. I mean, you could, but what I'm getting at is that there are people who don't want to expand because they don't understand it, they're afraid of it, and they won't go near it. Yes. They think it means something negative. Mm-hmm. Yet for those who are expanding, they see it as positive. It brings more joy, more of, of wonder to life. So mm-hmm. in the end, you do have a differentiation in people where, yes, you don't judge them. They are where they're meant to be. But on the other hand, I wouldn't trade places with them because no, no you know. <laughs> So no I, there's, I, Martin, there's a no nuance there. On I, I agree with you completely. I completely agree with you, Martin. And I think that everyone is allowed to be where they are. Mm-hmm. That is one thing. I mean, I, I was stuck in a spot for probably 15 years in my childhood, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Both got to respect that. Mm-hmm. And that's also an issue with regards to we all know that everything needs to be allowed to happen, that the moment you judge something, you tie yourself to it. Mm-hmm. And once you've tied yourself to it, you're going to have the job of untying yourself if you want freedom. But the idea, of course, being that we live in a universe where everything is allowed. I think I said, said this on one of my little blurbs here. And the only thing that is left for you to do is to choose that which you want to make real. Mm-hmm. Out of the myriad opportunities and the myriad events and everything that's placed before you, the sh- whole smorgasbord of life, everything from the completely dark to the completely positive, it's up to you to not judge any of it, but simply choose what you're going to do, what you're that's going to do. Yeah. And, yes. for, and for me and for our listeners, my thought process is I'm not perfect. I am far from perfect. I am the least perfect to my listeners. I'm the least perfect person you'll ever meet. Well, I don't know about that. I've met a few other people that are but what I will, But what I will – thank you, Ron. What I will say is I am heart-centered mm-hmm. and I love – Beyond belief. My heart is so deep, as you two know. And so, you know what? I'm going to screw up. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to move along my little path. Because I'm not unlike all of you, our listeners. I'm not perfect. Well, so I may have great meditation practices. And I may have great ways of calming myself down. When I get freaked out, I'm freaked out. Hello. <laughs> I so had, I'm, I'm human. So, I'm human. But I might not be perfect, but I am perfect enough. But you yeah. know what? What I, what I know is I love so deeply. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Do I screw up? Yes, I do. Do I meditate? The way I would like to, not always. Do I always, and for our listeners, while we have done these 30 ways expressions, do I practice them every day? Mm, perhaps not. But do I try 
And that's all I think of with you guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, we can do what we can do. Mm-hmm. Well, and these expressions of love, as I said, some are better, I'm better at than others. And even the ones yes. that I'm, I recognize that I'm good at, I, there are still, because ultimately when you experience any one of these or when you meditate on them and you have, and when you, once you've meditated and you've asked for it, there will be an event that comes into your life to test you. It always yeah, happens. Like that way. Yeah, if, now, when you're being tested, whether your emotional reaction to it will indicate just how far along you are to uncovering all of the judgments that are still hidden from your from your sight. If you're still uncomfortable, if you're still ticked or you've been there's a negative emotion there, know still that you're there. You're still, yeah, there's still work that needs to be done, but that's okay. Yeah. Don't beat yourself over it. That's okay. This is what the whole being in time was all about was to remember and reassimilate all of these expressions so that we were embodying them completely from the heart. Mm-hmm. Now, see, you made that sound so beautiful, Ron. Mm-hmm. You made that sound so beautiful, but oh my goodness, it's not that easy to do. No. If it was easy to do, we would have ascended centuries and thousands, thousands of years ago. Yeah. You know, we brought it up last program. We said uh-huh. that there's baby steps, as you said, Karen. Yes. Yeah. But yes. you, you might have 12 baby steps and go, oh, my God, it's so slow. I'm not getting anywhere. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. on the 12-step, whammo, it all comes together. And you get a revelation that just shocks you and you're in elation for three days. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's and, when you're open to, and when you're open to miracles <laughs> happening in your life, cognition can happen in leaps and bounds where yeah. it doesn't follow a linear pattern. And the thing there is that, to me, I, I'll, I'll ask everybody to think about this, but for me anyway, it does take steps. And all of a sudden, something pops in that just shocks me and brings it all together. And it could mm-hmm. be a comment on something. It could be something someone said, or it could just come naturally because I finally put it all together. But either way, I'm always taking those leaps. They always come. And they're coming more frequently. But they do come. I would hope to believe that that's true for everybody. Working on along the path and wants to go somewhere. The time involved that it takes is a reflection of the fact that the emotional body does move much, much slower than the spiritual body, which is your thinking process. Sometimes you'd be thinking, I thought I changed that idea 12 years ago, but emotional evolution takes much, much longer. There have been times when I've been triggered by something and I know that I can't say anything because there is nothing there for me to say. I'm so furious. I used to say I would take four days. I would, I would meet each of the directions for four days trying to mull over the situation before I would come to an emotionally cognitive understanding of the situation. Mm -hmm. So the emotional body does take time to catch up. This is what we've basically been involved in over the last, I'd say the good last uh, 10, five to 10 years was whether we realize it or not, trying to get our emotional body upgraded and moving from the now rather than continuing in the past. Yeah. And uh, I know we're, well, we have about three minutes, left, four minutes. Okay. I, wanted to, I wanted to say that on the 31 expressions of love that we've done, one of the things there is that you mentioned it earlier on. When you look at some of the blogs and the, the, the people who quite often like to call themselves or call themselves masters, which mm-hmm. I don't like the term to begin with, but they do infight and they do argue and they come out with different ideas. And, of course, different ideas are wonderful. I would honestly say that anyone who gets into that position that thinks they're a master, go through these 31 expressions of love and see where you stand after that. 
Oh, that's a good thing. That's a good point. Yeah. Because as I said, all of these will bring into focus. If you're coming from the heart, you will know how you are with each one of these by how you feel about them. Yep. And if you're still feeling that there's a drudgery in a work that has to be done to it, and yeah, there are days when I'm pretty good, but generally speaking, I still find it an effort to follow these with integrity, then no, yet there is still work to be done. And you're right, Martin, with regards to the term mastery and masters themselves, that almost implies an undisputed authority. And that just, I just don't, it doesn't sit well with me. No, it doesn't sit well with me either. And that's why I said anyone who calls themselves a master should go through at least 31 and see where they Mm -hmm. really sit. (laughs) And And I'll bet you none of them do it fully. (laughs) the The true masters actually have a different term for themselves because they also see that the term mastery or master has been abused and they call themselves the Adashi adepts which means that they've already gone through the complete turnaround cycle and they no longer have to incarnate physically most of these masters are only coming from the fifth dimension they still have 15 dimensions to actually exit before they could truly call themselves an ascended master right and it's funny the way we love using those terms So I I know we're right down now to a minute or two, so I will just say thank you, everyone. I hope that if you've listened to some or all of the 31 programs we put out on the Expressions of Love, that they were helpful, and that if any one of them you didn't listen to but are intrigued by, please go back and listen. I do believe, truly believe, from my own experience, that they were all very helpful for me, and I hope they could be the same for you as well. Remember that the expressions of love are empowered from your heart, your center of love, and when followed, reflect the higher energy actions and behaviors of who we can be. They are the action blueprint for people to move effectively and quickly into the expanded energies of the fifth dimension. And as I said, this is important because love brought into action is the creative force behind the universe, and you can make it your own. And... The expressions of love are indeed the foundation where we can consciously create. So thank you. And I would love to hear from you, so please go onto our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Sovereign Self. would like to thank our host radio network, Law of Attraction Radio Network. And beyond that, have an absolutely fabulous week. Yes, have a heart-centered week, everyone. Have an amazing week, folks. Much love. Thank you for listening to The Sovereign Self. We will be back with another show that will celebrate the beauty and perseverance of you and your sovereign self. If you would like more information or to send questions to Martin, Karen or Ron, please go to their Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash sovereign self. See you next week.